After a few tumblers of vodka, she became particularly maudlin. She'd have us listen to her fears and hug us by the armful, and we could only shrug at each other and wonder if she could really be expecting our sympathy. Normally it took no more than an official-looking letter to set her off, but one day Mrs. Pafnutkin was more frantic than usual. She appeared in the sorting-room, stool-carrying orphan in tow, and breathless from the stairs. Without a word of explanation, she crossed the floor mysteriously and took up a place beside one of the tall windows at the front of the house. I carried on working and paid her no attention, until she beckoned me over. Yarny, Here! Here! I dropped a bundle of sheets and pillowcases and waded over drifts of unsorted laundry. Take a look out there, Yarny. Tell me what you see. Outside, weak-old snow lay stale on the ground, shoveled up into dirty, shapeless piles around the dried-up fountain. Further off, industrial chimneys sent clouds of orange smoke rising into a colourless winter sky. Below me, someone was stepping back as if to take in the frontage of the orphanage better. I turned to Mrs. Pafnutkin. A gentleman. Oh, no, that! What's he doing? Looking around, looking in through the downstairs windows. A sob heaved through Mrs. Pafnutkin's body, and she fell back onto the stool, certain, as always, it would be there to catch her. "'Are you all right, ma'am?' she waved her hand angrily. "'Never mind me! Look again! What's he doing now?' "'Same as before, ma'am. Snooping around.' "'Snooping! That's right! I don't like this! I don't like this at all! He's not one of our regular customers, is he? He's not one of our usuals!' I shook my head. Mrs. Pafnutkin's face crumpled pink and sweaty on the verge of tears. He's from the town hall, I just know it. When I got up this morning, the tea leaves at the bottom of my cup made the shape of an axe. So I said then, if this isn't a sign from God, a bad sign, I don't know what it is. And now this proves I was right. He's from the town hall and has a warrant in his bag with my name on it. I don't think he has a bag, ma'am. Then it's in his pocket. Believe you me. Lord, oh Lord, why do you persecute me? Where is he now, Yanni? I don't know, ma'am. I can't see him. Trying to spot the man, we edged from window to window, which was easy to do as all the internal walls had been removed. By now the others had stopped what they were doing and come across and joined us, grinning and revelling in Mrs. Pafnutkin's dramatics. As if for safety, she gathered us closely around her like a mother hen surrounded by her chicks. Some of the bigger lads goaded her. What will you do if he closes you down, Mrs. Pafnutkin? Just think, these may be the last sheets that ever get washed here, the very last ones, Mrs. Pafnutkin. Mrs. Pafnutkin clutched her chest where she believed her heart lay. Yarny, you take a look again. I don't think my poor old ticker can stand the strain. I peered around the window, and there he was. He was looking a different way, so I could study him closely. I thought him rather odd. He had the fresh face of a young man, but his clothes were old-fashioned and thrown together in such a way as to suggest he didn't much care what the world thought of him. His coat looked as if it were made to fit a far bigger man, and the same oversized fellow must surely have once owned that mound of moth-eaten fur that sat on the stranger's head as a sorry excuse for a hat. 
but in terms of oddness alone, it was the man's spectacles that took the prize. They had coloured lenses. They were pink. Can you see? Is he holding a warrant? Mrs. Pafnutkin was again at my shoulder, whispering in case the man might somehow overhear. No, but he's heading to the door. Downstairs we heard the doorbell jangle. They seem wanted to come in, Mrs. Pafnutkin informed us needlessly. I could feel her fingers digging into my arm. Shouldn't you go and answer it? I said. What? And let the devil into my own home? The bell rang again, this time more insistently, waking the babies in their crates on the landings. They began to cry. They were not the only ones. Falling back onto her stool, Mrs. Pafnutkin let out a string of terrified sobs, which suddenly turned into a sharp intake of breath, as she heard a man's voice, and realised that the stranger had let himself in.